There are rich teams, there are poor teams, then there's 50 feet of crap, then there's us. Welcome to 5 Movie Madness. Today, this week we'll be doing baseball movies. I'm your host, Matt Jansen. With me, as always, is Corey. If we try to play like the Yankees in here, we will lose to the Yankees out there. Very good. And Joe. A cowboy rides into town on Friday. He stays three days, and he leaves on Friday. How does he do it? That's a good one, he though. spoiled like it. it. <laughs> Joe, edit that out. <laughs> I like that that stayed. I like that that's crossover. Yes. Beautiful thing. All right. Good picks, guys. So, yes, this week we're doing baseball movies on 5 Movie Madness, but I believe we have an email, Joe. We do have an email from Bennett, another entry in the What Bennett's Been Watching segment. Beautiful. Back by popular demand from episodes that haven't been released yet. <laughs> uh, Bennett was watching Raya and the Last Dragon. I don't know if I'm saying that right. Raya? I think it's Raya. I think you were right the first okay. time. Uh, he says, it may not be the best movie ever made, but I would say it had a pretty poignant message for today's social-slash-political climate about trying to reach out and make friends-slash-mend fences and not assume the worst in people. And there were three female leads. Without being beaten over the head with, see how feminist and progressive we're being? And it was, in my opinion, the best animated movie of all time, up to this point. And yes, I do... Well, I mean, that makes sense. And yes, I do see pretty much any Disney-slash-Pixar-slash-Studio Ghibli movie that comes out. Hope you get a chance to see it, Bennett. I've vaguely heard of this. I don't know much about it. Uh, it came out last week yeah. or okay. two weeks ago. Well, at the recording the... of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> right. The the lead is uh, Rose from uh, the second and third installments of the oh, okay. newest Star Wars. Uh, her last name's Tran. I can't remember. E- yes. Kelly Marie the, Tran? Her... That sounds right. Sure. <laughs> I don't know. I can do this easily. You can. We have, we have Google. We have the technology. It's amazing. Yes, it is. It, it popped up on um, on my like Disney Plus, like, hey, watch this. Uh, while I was like going through like binging WandaVision. And I just haven't gotten around to actually clicking on it yet. Yeah, it'll be a while for me. Until we do dragon movies. Now. I assume there's a dragon in it. Actually. That could very well happen. Kelly Marie Tran, yeah. Oh, Aquafina's in it, too. Cool. Is that it? Does that have anything else? I mean, that's it. No, it's kind of we just generate talking points. I don't know what other talking points I have. What's another good (laughs) dragon movie? Puff? Is that a a movie? (laughs) I remember I saw Aragon in theaters and I liked That's it. That's not a good movie. And then I, I know it's not. <laughs> and then like years later, I'm like, how come they never made an Aragon too? And I was telling my friend about it. He was like, the first one was so bad. I'm like, I don't remember being that bad. Then we watched it. I'm like, oh my god, there's <laughs> this is terrible. I feel like just about every dragon movie I've ever watched, that's been the case. Like I've walked out of it and like, cool, it was a dragon movie. I like dragon movies. And then I watch it years later. I'm like, this was not a good movie. Aragon's really Aragon's bad. Aragon's awful. Bad. What was the other one um, with Sean Connery in it? Uh, League Stoneheart? of Extraordinary Gentlemen? I know there's no, no dragon. The, I, I know what you're talking about. Hang it, on. I'll look it's, it up. It's not Stoneheart, but it, it had something to do with heart. Maybe heart stone? Dragon, dragon heart. Oh, that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> really enough. on the nose. Yeah. That movie was horrific. That's a 50% at least. Aragon, mm. I, I think we're looking at 11? the teens, I'm thinking. Yeah, I want to say like 11. I want 13. Let's just... 
16. Okay. Generous. Yes. Yeah, very. Sure. Very. Yeah. Well, they never made a sequel. <laughs> Can't imagine why. It's set Against up popular demand. <laughs> oh, man. Anything crazy happen to you guys this week? Um, or the last two weeks? No, I mean... Since we last met. I, not I've really. been trying to get into the groove of getting back behind a bar. That's a... It's been slinging brews left and right. Slinging brews left and Unfortunately, right. Unfortunately, the people are, you know, straight in front of them. Yeah, yeah. You know what the thing is? I've, uh, I had really, really good foot and ankle, um, dexterity, not dexterity, but, um, endurance. Like I could stand on my feet for very long. Our quarantine probably destroyed that for you. Awful. Yeah. Awful. I have none left. The first seven hour shift I, I worked, I was like, I, my ankles are on fire. And I had to go back the next day and do it again. I was like, I, I need to. I should have eased into this. Doing fourteen hours over two days after not needing to be on my feet for more than like an hour a yeah, day. True. Is, it's crazy how like weak my knees and ankles have gotten. Yeah, atrophied, like the a summer of George. Bit. Oh God, you'll get it back. Oh up. yeah, definitely. I mean, I'm working twenty four hours over the next two days. So damn. Yeah, Bring one of those fatigue mats. Busy weekend. They should have they something should. behind the bar, yeah. no? I've got like a whole like there's like a whole room shock mat. Yeah, Moon oh, shoes? shock mats on the f- dude. Those things are great, but I wouldn't want to clean those. I wouldn't want to have to hose those down every night, like getting the beer off of those things. That wouldn't be worth it. Yeah, that's kind of gross. Don't spill yeah. any. <laughs> if you were a good bar man, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying I spill any, but there's a bunch of other people behind that bar, not just me. Fair enough. <laughs> Throwing them under the bus. I like it. Hey, that's it. Yeah, they don't listen yet. It's your, your new teammates, yeah. Corey. Keep that in mind. Or his old teammates. Oh, God. What does he say about <laughs> us? <laughs> I shudder to think. All right, boys. Let's get into it, shall we? Yeah, let's go. We shall. Okay. This week, we set the topic of baseball movies. We each came up with our list of five baseball movies with a couple of honorable mentions. We're going to reveal our list one selection at a time. We'll have a round of five, round of four, round of three, etc. If a, there is commonality among our lists, and let's say my core is number five, I happen to have on my list at a number two, we're going to wait to the further point in the show to talk about it. This way we're not repeating ourselves over and over again, because that would be a pretty boring show. We're going to say table that. We will table that. Also, I guess I don't have to get into protects until no, the that's end, the madness right? round. Yeah. That's the madness round. So, without further ado, Joe, what's your number five? Uh, uh, my number five is almost certainly not making your guys' list, but it's a nostalgia pick for me. It's what my quote comes from. It's Little Big League. Honorable mention. I like that movie We a quoted lot. a lot together, and that's what really yes. cemented <laughs> it at number five for me. Uh, a lot of people out there probably listening probably haven't seen this movie. It's... Uh, a young kid, his grandfather dies and leaves him as the owner of the Cleveland Indians. Minnesota, Minnesota Twins, twins. They play the Indians <laughs> at some point. Yes, they do. You're right. <laughs> I misspoke. <laughs> and then okay. he ends up becoming also the manager for the team. And it is... I don't know how... It's probably not the most accurate of baseball movies. It's probably reasonably good, except for the... It's very good. It's very good in terms yeah, of accuracy. Yeah. 
So this was the first year of the wild card for the American League and National League, and Little Big League kind of capitalizes off of that. They get the teams right. It was an MLB Players Association approved movie, so we get actual MLB players in the movie, which is great. And yeah, there's a couple of things that don't really make sense. Like there's a couple of rule violations that you just kind of go with. Yeah, there's a couple of weird other than that, in the game. Yeah, like um, the the Griffey thing. Yeah, out. that's even the groundskeepers you, in on it. <laughs> like, but you you can't you can't fake yeah. the first. That is That's a boss. Straight yeah, yeah. up boss. So, He'd go to yes. second anyway. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, little things like that. But, uh, no, it's a funny movie. It's it's implausible. But that was like, I don't know if this is going to spoil anything later on on your list. But that's, I guess, during our childhood, we had like three, four years in a row with a baseball movie coming out every summer. Like Rookie of the Year, Angels in the Outfield, Sandlot. They all came out in that kind of span. I like Little Big League a lot. I think that's, that's the one I revisit the most out of oh yeah, those yeah I've seen it like twenty times. It's it's so good. Whenever yeah. it's on, I'll I had it on like a VHS. I looked up the Blu-ray of this or not Blu-ray DVD of this movie is like ridiculously expensive. I don't think the Blu-ray no, exists, yeah, it's just, but I could it's be just wrong. Just DVD. About it. Yeah, I think yeah. it's like forty, fifty dollars, and I was just like, I can Oof. just buy this on Prime for ten. I might do oh, that. That's, yeah, that's crazy. Unfortunately, I like owning physical on stuff like this, but not for that price. No, nah, it's a little ridiculous. But, uh, yeah, good pick, Thank Joe. You. Any comment? Corey, you ever see it? I have seen it. I mean, years ago. It's not one I revisit as much. Um, you're absolutely right. There's that, that sh- string of baseball movies that came out when we were kids. This is That's probably the one I go back to the least. I don't think it's a – I don't remember disliking it. I just remember the other one sticking with me a little more. I, I honestly probably should have watched it again for this week, but – there are just other things I would have rather watched, which is what never I too late, Corey. Never too. You're late. not wrong. Never too late. Yeah, you're not wrong. I should mention it's mostly a comedy. Like there are some ridiculous, ridiculous antics in this movie. Night nurses. Night from nurses. Jersey. For, it was Bowers. I swear. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I'll trade him. I'll send him to Detroit. Tommy could paint a house in three hours. His friend could paint a house in four hours. How long to paint it together? What color paint? What color paint? <laughs> <laughs> that. <laughs> That's a great scene, is, though, when they're yeah. all like trying to solve the math problem. Oh, my God. The chalk, if you please. Very good. A plus B over A minus B. We arrive at our answer of 1 and 7 eighths. <laughs> uh, little Big League. Great movie. Check it out. Bad Rotten Tomato score. Yeah, it has a low score. It's in the 30s. 3153. Okay. Absurdly low. Got it. Yeah, honorable mention for me. Corey. Corey, what do you got? Number five. Listen, we're gonna we're gonna follow. I'm I'm jumping right on that train, that uh, nostalgia train here. Uh, my number five, equally bad, low score on Rotten Tomatoes. Equal amount of love in my heart for nostalgia purposes. My number five is Angels in the Outfield. That almost bubbled for me. Uh, it 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 was. I have fought my number five a lot. My number five, I've been going back and forth with. It's the only one that I'm like. I'm not sure which one to put in. Um, I ended up going with Angels in the Outfield. Nostalgia purposes more than anything else. I, I went back and rewatched it, and I don't think that this movie is necessarily amazing. I, I think that there are some funny moments in it, and if you're a kid, you're going to definitely be into it. But in the grand scheme of like good movies and like well-made movies, this doesn't necessarily hit the nail on the head. Um, Talk about the remake, right? 
Yeah, not the 1951. Yeah, not the 1951. Yeah, I'm sorry. The one with Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Oh, my God, that is Joseph Gordon-Levitt. I I realized that for this, looking it up. (laughs) Oh, my God. I I rewatched it. It didn't dawn on me. I always get so enamored with the fact that... um, Danny Glover? uh, Doc... Yeah, well, yeah. Danny Glover oh, and yeah, Doc yeah. Brown are in it. Like, that's Chris, Christopher Lloyd. Christopher Lloyd. Those are the only two names I see. Um, the professional players are great. Uh, they're similarly silly and provide most of the comedy in the movie. Um, like the is it the first baseman who's a particularly large dummy? Or maybe it's the catcher. It's the catcher. It is the catcher. Yeah. When he gets told that it's Jose, can you see, and not Ose, can you see? Um, oh no, that's the um, relief pitcher. Oh, it's the relief pitcher. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He he's a particularly dumb person, and I always thought that his naivete was always funny to me. I guess. Um, I guess a lot of a lot of times when you look at movies like this, if the kid is smarter than the adult, it somehow inherently is going to make you chuckle, which is what really what what a lot of this movie is based on. Um. But Danny Glover freaking out early on is like, I need that passion in a coach. Going back to fundamentals. Yeah, premise of the movie is a kid wishes for the Angels to win the pennant. To keep his family together. Keep his family together and and uh, or make his family whole again. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's living in a he's living in a foster home at this yeah, point. Yeah. Angels um, come down and help out the California Angels at the time. They weren't the LA Angels or course, Anaheim, but uh, or Anaheim. Um, yeah, they help him out, and this kid is the only one that can see him, and he, uh, uses that to get a place with the team, place with the manager, and, uh, kind of signal to the manager when there's an angel on the field, so he kind of knows what to do, so. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's fine. It came out, I loved it as a kid. Uh, one of Matthew McConaughey's first movies, also. Uh, he's a center fielder. You're right. Oh, yeah. Absolutely right. And, and uh, f- funny thing for the uh, us living here on Long Island, um, the kid's name is Roger, and his best friend's name is JP. So oh. Roger and JP, the morning <laughs> <That's funny>. show. <laughs> WBAB. Yeah. The Angels in the outfield. I had a lot of fun with it as a kid. I remember one day specifically, I like stepped off my bed and I stepped on the VHS copy of Angels in the Outfield and broke it, and I couldn't oh, watch no. it anymore. It was a very sad <laughs> oh, day. Oh no, me. that is a Awful day. Yeah, it oh wasn't, wasn't great. I was inconsolable for a little while. <laughs> At least until like the third or fourth period of the day. Yeah. Oh, man. All right, Corey. That's a good number five. Yeah, I'll take it. I went back and forth with my number five like for a while. Um, I feel there was, for me, there was a clear cut six movies for five slots. So I settled on today. My number five is For Love of the Game. I wanted to watch Bubbled. that for this. I have not Bubbled seen it. for me. For Love of the Game, Kevin Costner plays a pitcher for the Tigers named Billy Chapel, who is in the twilight of his career. And he finds out before the game that after the season, uh, new ownership is going to trade him. And he spent his entire career with the Tigers. So he's making one final start. And it's the start of his life, and he's revisiting. Um, he's kind of weighing like life after baseball and his uh, relationship with this woman um, through, throughout his pitching. So there's a lot of flashbacks. So you get like real time game action, real time pitching act, uh, real time or flashback love life, so to speak. And uh, 
The love life aspect of the movie, not the greatest, not the most interesting. I, for me, I just want like strict game action because it's very well done. They use Yankee Stadium. Um, the stats that they use for the Yankees, it's not the actual players, but I think it's the actual stats from like the 98 team, which I found pretty cool, interesting. And um, yeah, the baseball action is pretty great. It's cool. I don't think they made a movie like going into the pitcher's mindset of him like pitching during a game. And I really like the cast. It has a young John C. Riley as his catcher, J.K. Simmons is his manager, and Kevin Costner is like a sports movie actor, Hall of Famer for sure. <laughs> the king of baseball movies for sure. <laughs> oh baseball. my God, for sure. He's in so this, many. Yes. I doubt this is the um, last time we'll hear his name come up today. No, probably not. No, definitely not. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so for Love of the Game is uh, my pick for number five. So either guy. Oh, Corey, you've seen it. It's on your bubble. Yeah, it's my. It was one of my two bubbles. Okay. That being said, Joe, what's your number four? My number four. I'm pretty positive we're just going to be tabling and moving on. But my number four is the natural. Oh, we're going to table yeah. that. Seems right. <laughs> Corey, what do you got? Number four for me. 50-50 shot. It's either going to be a table or it's not going to make the list at all. Uh, Field of Dreams. Slight table. Not on my list, but... Wow. That's one of two okay. movies that I'm pretty sure someone has that I don't. Okay. Um, brings us to my number four, which is Major League. That is a table. Okay. Nice. All right, guys. <laughs> it's going to get interesting here at the end. Yeah. Joe, what do you got number three? Number three, I have a another Kevin Costner. We got Bull Durham. Yeah, not my list. Really? Okay. Yeah. The minor league baseball journey is a really interesting one to me. I feel like it's sadly accurate. A lot of these guys are lifers with no real prospects. No, Wilford Brimley's in the other, in the natural. He's not in this one. He's not. Anyway, uh, Kevin Costner is a veteran catcher. We got Tim Robbins playing Nuke. Lelouch. Lelouch. Uh, Ebby Calvin Nuke Lelouch. Worst movie <laughs> character name in a long time. Jesus. He's got a, a... Kevin Costner has to coach him up and guide him through, and then they have this whole Susan Sarandon love triangle thing. It's the weakest part of the movie, but I love the baseball stuff, and the... I want to say... I guess he's the bench coach or the assistant coach. That guy's hilarious. Robert, Robert Worrell? Yes. He's yeah. so funny. <laughs> What's, go yes, what's going on out there? Nuke's wearing garters. He's breathing through his eyelids like one of those lava lizards. He just says it <laughs> matter of fact. Nobody knows what they Millie for a wedding. Yeah, like, yeah. Well, candlesticks makes a nice gift. and uh... <laughs> We all good here? All right. <laughs> uh, yeah, so this is a movie I didn't see until I was like in my teens. I think it came out, what, 88, I want to say? Something like that, yeah. It's definitely 80s. Late 80s. So, like, this is on, like, every top baseball list so i was like kind of excited to see it i think it got overhyped for me probably um, yeah that makes sense kevin costner's crash davis very good in it journeyman catcher setting the all-time minor league home run record which is not a record you want to have no. right yeah <laughs> that just means you spend a lot of times in the minor leagues that's not ideal yeah. cup of coffee in the, the same time and, and it still matters it. to him right i mean he Hangs around yeah. for it, right? Um, Hit my digger and a lift. 
I the best parts of the movie for me is whenever Nuke pisses off Kevin Costner. He oh, he tips off his bitch. <laughs> Boy, he really got a hold of that one, huh? That one. Hit the bull. He gets a free steak. <laughs> yeah, it's like he knew it was coming. He did. I told him. Don't shake me off. <laughs> oh, I want to give him the curveball. Um, All right, here comes the deuce. <sighs> I want a fastball to show my authority. <laughs> That's a pretty funny movie. It is. Yeah, I just... I, I couldn't do it. The romance part is weird, and, like... It, it's a lot of the movie, yeah, at too. the end of the movie, it's a very long, uncomfortable sex scene. This is the parts where I'm going to ding it. Like, it goes on for a while. <laughs> I'm just... I'm uncomfortable watching it alone at that point. I'm just like, can we wrap this up? Are we talking, like, it. the room-length no. uncomfortable no. sex scene? No, no, It's no, just no. the one... Se- well, sort of, but it... It just goes sex on. Scene it is runs long. It runs wildly long. Wildly uncomfortable. It runs too long. I'm not the biggest Susan Sarandon fan anyway. Just doesn't do it for me. But she's good enough uh, in the movie. Yeah, yeah, f- fine, I guess. Um, yeah, I, I think, just like my number five, I, I just, the love story aspect, I just want more baseball with the oh, boys. Totally, like, totally <laughs> agree. <laughs> and I feel like the love story like is a little too much for that one. So, I've seen it before. I, the Rotten Tomato score is very high on this one. Yeah, I did. Yeah, it's one of the highest. Ninety-seven. Right? Yeah. Ninety-seven. You look yeah. at like top baseball movies on Rotten Tomatoes. It's it's up there. Like I rewatched it for this because I didn't remember being in love with it the first time I saw it. I had a lot of fun watching it this time, so I was like, this definitely deserves to make the list. And then I was kind of like right. the natural in this toe and toe. Got you. Well, we gonna get to the. Oh, I know we are. <laughs> Soon enough. Corey, what's your number three, bud? Field, uh, number three, I'm sorry, I almost did my number four. Number three for me is A League of Their Own. Bubble for me. That, yeah, that that missed out to For Love of the Game. No, I definitely understand that. Um, I There's something, uh, the historian in me loves historical timepieces where, like, the things that are happening around the sport are almost as like big major historical moments as the sports movie themselves. And this is probably one of the best examples of that. Right. Like, I mean, we're in like the thralls of world war two. We don't have baseball because of it. And now we're getting, you know, a female baseball team, which is crazy. And, uh, you know, we're breaking the glass. Like there's a lot of different moving parts to this type of movie. And I I think that on top of that, like while they may some, they can, they can be heavy-handed. This one doesn't seem all that heavy-handed. Like, in retrospect and watching it again. Um, the premise of the movie, like I said, is that we're in the middle of World War II. All of the boys are all fighting the Nazis in Germany. And we don't have a baseball league. Like, the MLB is doesn't have any players because all those guys are all fighting the war. So we so get in order Madonna. To, so we get Madonna, we get Gina Davis and Rosie O'Donnell. And they come out and they play baseball. Uh, and you get uh, an old washed-up coach who definitely doesn't want to be there in Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks won the Academy Award for longest on-screen urination in this movie. <laughs> definitely. <laughs> deserved it. Yeah. Well-deserved. Well no one even I mean, came close. Not even a little bit. I mean, Austin Powers tried to take that uh, tried to take that title away from him, but I don't think he won. Yeah, I, I mean, you get a lot of really uh, famous quotes in this movie, too. Something like, no crying in baseball. 
That could have been an opening line. That wouldn't have been surprising sure, if one yeah. of us had used There's no crying in baseball. It's one of the most quoted lines I, out there. I thought about using I like the high ones. I like the high ones. That was another good line. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I think that you just get a lot of... Supr- not surprising. Surprising is not the right word. I think this movie is better than I expected it to be on my rewatch. I thought this was going to be another one of those movies where it's like, oh, this is a great movie when I was a kid and then I watch it again. I'm like, eh, not... Maybe the performances aren't great. The performances are still great. Even from people I don't necessarily expect to have amazing performances. Madonna performing on stage, I expect an incredible performance. Madonna on camera acting wasn't what I was expecting. And she's pretty good. Very good. Yeah, she's very good in this. Uh, Tom Hanks is not phoning in at all. And it's... If there was a movie that could have been phoned in, I guess this may have been one of them. And he doesn't. He, He... he does a great job in this movie. He comes oh, top to work, to bottom. That Tom Hanks. He's got a he future. He definitely comes to work. Yeah, I, I, I just love this movie. I, it's And it's, again, it's the same type of thing. It's a nostalgia movie for me. If it's on, I turn it on. I'm like, ah, I remember when I was a kid and loved this movie even more than I do now. It's a very funny movie. Tom Hanks. I think it's a top three Hanks for me. Um, he's, he's, he's awesome in it. And I, he comes in, I guess... Probably around the start of Act Two, so whatever like I put it on, I, I, I the first act's so good you almost forget he's in it. Then he comes in and just even adds to it. It's even about more. to get better. <laughs> yeah, I, I like that aspect. I actually didn't. I don't think that's where I split the acts, but I think you're absolutely right. He doesn't come into Act Two, and I just you don't think it's almost inse- he's almost so inseparable to the movie that you don't think it's going to take. A third of the movie before you see him. Yeah, I right. haven't seen it in a while, so I didn't even. I just assumed he was there the whole time. Well, like Act One, it's the it's the recruiting, getting the girls together, and then it's the tryout, then it's them making the team, and then like I think Act Two mm-hmm. is like when the the actual league starts. Yeah. Like then he's announced as the manager, and uh, Jimmy Dugan is the character's name. I think my favorite part of A League of Their Own though is the relationship between um, Dottie and Kit, the, the mm-hmm. sisters. Oh yeah, catch your picture. It's a sibling rivalry to the point of the older sister doesn't consider it a rivalry. She's just out there doing her thing, and the little sister has little sister syndrome when she's trying to outshine her older sister, right? And the fact that there's a trade that takes place, and they're head facing in together in the in the champ the game seven of their World Series, and you don't know the intentions of Dottie at the end, right? Did she drop the ball on purpose? Was she trying to get Kit out? Because she tells the pitcher, throw her high ones. She likes them, but she can't handle them. But Kit really does like the high... Like, you don't know her motives, right? Did she lose on purpose, let her team down? Or did, like, Kit actually, like, run her over and, like, seal the deal? Like, I I like that uh, ambiguity. Yeah, that's the word. There we go. I like that aspect of it. And, um... Yeah, no, it's 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 very good. That whole like championship game, like baseball movies are probably like famous for like their championship games, and like that one's right up there. Oh, that's, definitely, that's solid. <laughs> it's it's also one of the. I, it may be, and I, yeah, I'm confident saying this. It's probably one of the first movies I ever watched, where you actually see the time jump, where you see them as old people and then like you do like a flashback and then at the end you go back to like modern day times and when they jump forward in time again at the end of the movie it it, that that hits me that hits me in like a 
a weird emotional spot. I'm like, oh my god, I did not think I was gonna watch this baseball movie and get this emotional. There's no crying in baseball, emotional. Corey. Jesus, I know, and that's the problem. That's the problem. They they purposefully wrote that line in, knowing that a lot of people were going to sob at the end of this movie. Bullshit. Yeah, there's one part that gets me every time at the end is uh, growing up Stillwell mm-hmm. with the, in front of the cardboard cutout of his mom. Oh my god, yes. That's like ah. Damn. <laughs> yeah, that one that one hits cuts, hard. Cuts you deep. Uh cuts you deep. Yeah. Marla Hooch, what a hitter. All right. What do we got? <laughs> that was your number three? That's my number three. Alright, my number three is Field of Dreams. Okay. So the <laughs> table from earlier. Talk about it. Yes. Yep. Uh yeah, if you're nostalgic and romantic about baseball, this is the movie for you. Um, it's a fantasy movie. I remember the first time I saw it was on the Sci-Fi Channel, actually, as a kid. That's interesting. And I was, conf- I was confused. Yeah. <laughs> I was waiting for the alien to show up. <laughs> Is this signs? <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I adore this movie from start to finish. Uh, a farmer hears a disembodied voice and tells him, "If you build, if you build it, he will come." And he interprets that of, "I need to plow my cornfield and." build a baseball diamond and almost lose my home because of it. And Shoeless Joe Jackson will come show up so he can play again. Shoeless Joe Jackson, famous baseball player that got implicated in the 1919 Black Sox scandal. I think I got the year right. I'm pretty sure. Sounds right. And, Sounds right. Yeah. yeah, they're the team that th- threw the World Series, even though he played great and took the gambler's money, but no one could prove he actually threw the series. And they all got banned. Eight of them got banned for life from playing at baseball ever again. So... That was our main character's father's baseball hero, and it is a whole... I'm not going to spoil it if you haven't seen it. The movie's over 30 years old. I don't care. But uh, if you haven't seen it, go out and see it. It's really good, especially if you love baseball. There's so many old-timey baseball players coming back and talking about, like, the spirit and the soul of the game, for lack of a better term. It's it's just, like, it's a very... Um, spiritually fulfilling movie if you're a big baseball fan so i think that's one of baseball yeah i think that's one of the things about baseball in particular like as america's pastime quote unquote um it it has its own spirit and entity that like goes along with it so every time they put it on film like you're being held to a standard like even like the jokiest funniest baseball movies they have to have a heart to them because there's just something about this sport that's that's hits like cuts deep into like Americana, and there's no better example of that than Field of Dreams. I mean, they're not trying to be funny necessarily, but like if you're talking about like the spirit of the game, like this is this is it. I, I yeah, it's 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 such a it's such a warm movie to me. Sure. Like I I just feel at home and comfy when I'm watching that movie. Also a uh, Best Picture nominee. That sounds right. Field of Dreams. It didn't win, though, right? No. If it came out in 88, I think Rain Man won that year. Yeah, that sounds right. If it came out in 88. It's around that time. Either Rain Man or Driving Miss Daisy or one of those movies. Um, yeah, they probably weren't giving it to baseball. Probably not. Sports, well, sports movies have won before. But have they? It's, it's, yeah, Rocky. Oh. Um, yeah. Chariots of Fire. Uh, on the waterfront, few mostly boxing, running. Um, yeah, uh, great cast with this: Kevin Costner, James Earl Jones, um, 
Oh my god. What the hell's Burt Lancaster? Yes, that's the old man. And it's a top five crying movie for me. I cry multiple <laughs> multiple times during this. When? Always at the same scene. I, I know that it's 30 years old and we shouldn't care about spoilers, and I know you don't want to spoil it. Because you know what? In your defense, if you haven't seen this movie yet, you need to stop what you're doing and go watch this well, movie. Because, it's like, certainly the end you're going to cry. Well, oh, I mean, yeah. obviously, yeah. With that, but you said, you like, have a, you said do you want to have a catch? Times, right? Okay. Do you want to have a catch? I, there's certain moments. Do you want to have sure. a catch? That one. Another aspect of that is during that scene, you see a row of cars stretched out for miles, meaning like, yeah, people are going to come to watch them, so they're going to be okay. Yeah. And then like the adult in me thinks, oh my God, where are they going to park? This is terrible. <laughs> Somebody should be charging. They'll make a fortune. Just off, <laughs> just off of that. Uh, but but the, the main scene that does it for me, Corey, mm-hmm. when Doc can't go back, that's okay. soul crushing. Yeah. Like he ah, it's it's so messed up. I feel so bad about it. And then when Ray realizes it, and it's like, and he says it out loud. Oh man, yeah, that gets me every time. Fair, fair. Every time. Yeah, there, there's um. Earlier on, before you start getting into a lot of the heavy stuff, when the guys are like going back into the corn maze after like a practice one night. One of them turns around and is like, I'm melting, making like a Wizard of Oz reference. Mm -hmm. That scene sticks out in my mind as equal parts oddly creepy and really funny. I'm like, he's trying to be funny. He's trying to do something silly and cool and it works and it lands. But at the same time, you're a literal fucking ghost and that's creepy as shit. I like, yeah, when Ray's talked to the players, he's like, oh, you look good. He goes, yeah, I feel good. You know, I died in 43. And uh, I haven't had a cigarette since then. What's well, been like forty something years? You know, got one on you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's a little aspect like that. Yeah. So no, it's a, it's a very good. Yeah, very it's, good it's, movie. it's an all. It's a. Yeah, it's it's an American classic for sure. I haven't seen Absolutely. it in so long that I couldn't put it on this list. But I'm sure if I rewatched it now, it would almost certainly make my list. Poor poor little big top. league. I don't... <laughs> Joe, I know what your top two I are. bet you do, and I bet you know the order. I think I know the order. So why don't you reveal number two Let's to us? Let's do that. Uh, number two has already been revealed at the table from earlier. It's Major League. Corey, did that make your list? It did not. Okay. Was it your, your four, Matt? It was my four. Yep. It's, 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 I, went, I went nostalgia and... Yeah, I just went nostalgia heavy. I went super nostalgia heavy, and, and Major League is not one that I go back to all that often. It's a, Major know. League's one of the funniest movies ever made. It's really oh, great. it is. <laughs> uh, my, I told, I, I revealed my personal top five list to a buddy of mine who's a big movie fan. He's like, bro. Um, no, he literally, believe it or not, his word was bro. He texted me back one word. He was like, bro. And the next tech was like, uh, first of all, number one should be Major League. That's a top ten all timer for me. The fuck is it not doing on your list? I'm like, it's my list. Back off. <laughs> I had to have that conversation with him because he was very adamant that it should be on my list. I hope you were able to talk him down. Uh, I mean, his wife's mad at me for not putting Rookie of the Year on my list, so. Doesn't belong on a list. It doesn't. Joe, what's Major League about? <laughs> Major League is about, it's uh, it's a replacement, it's essentially a replacement team. The Cleveland Indians gets a new owner. They want to move the team. They can only do it if the attendance drops below a certain thing. They're That's already cool. terrible. So they decide to recruit the worst, pl- field the worst team they can, 
Get me, get me the people on this list. Some of the guys on this list are dead. <laughs> Cross yeah. them off the list. <laughs> Wish we had them last year. We did. <laughs> Two years ago. Then, then. <laughs> then five. It is really funny. There's no arguing that it's one of the funny. It's, it's yeah. so funny. It's a hilarious movie. It's probably the most accurate baseball movie. It's accurate in, in terms, the terms of, like, of the season I for think guys. That, yes, I think baseball players, especially back then, I guess late 80s, yeah. early 90s, when they get together for like a 162-game stretch, they do stupid shit like this oh, all yeah, the it's, time. It's like, long and monotonous. <laughs> they gotta, they got to stave off the crazy somehow. Yeah, and you get the, the introduction to one of the greatest sports characters of all time, broadcaster Harry Doyle. <laughs> who cares? Nobody's listening anyway. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> How many ball, how many how many sports movies tried to mimic the sportscaster in this after this Bob movie? Uker? So many. Like uh, I off the top of my head, like thinking back to um when like the longest yard got remade with Adam Sandler. Like they tried to harness this ridiculous type of I don't remember who's casting. in the booth in that movie. It's, Chris Berman it's, and a prison. Yeah, oh. Chris Berman and a prison. But it's still like the, the, it's still a lot of dumb comments like that. Like, oh, who's sure. watching? Nobody. Who cares? Like, so yeah. many movies try to Every try to play this off with varying degrees of success. Because usually the announcers are some of the best characters in sports comedies. Yes, mm-hmm. like uh, but Rob he, Schneider he's... in what is it? Oh, and uh, Frick of the Year. No, oh, uh, oh he's in. That oh one no, too? are you talking about? I'm talking yeah, about necessary, necessary roughness. roughness. Yeah, necessary yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what? Oh uh, God. No, he's not in Rookie of the Year. I'm sorry, it's some other guy. The, Rob Schneider lookalike. The 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 lead in Arrested Development in Dodgeball. Oh, Jason um, Bateman. Jason Bateman yep. in Dodgeball. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. One of the funniest parts of that fucking movie. But back to Harry Doyle. Yes. yes. I mean, post game show brought to you by. Uh, I can't find it. The hell with it. And then he's even like I'm assuming Major League Two is not going to make anybody's list. No. But he's even fu- he's even funnier in that one because they kind of like knew what they had, so they kind of like championed it uh, up a little but bit. They go from like R like, to PG, isn't? Yeah, which which kind of yeah. stinks. It kills but the franchise a little bit. It's just uh, I think they realized that lot- so many kids were going to watch this. Like parents were going to like let their kids watch this movie, so we might as well make it something that they're allowed to watch. We might as well make it worse. Which, yeah, which is, it doesn't make any it is, sense. It, it's it, a step down. Yeah, yeah, definitely. There's a scene in Major League Two. I mean, Willie Mays Hayes came out with an action movie that tanks, and Harry Doyle goes, I went to see Hayes' movie in theaters, but it was only out for two hours. I was told it wasn't focused, though. <laughs> Just, like, little things like that. And his color commentator, commentator can't talk. Yeah. <laughs> He just doesn't say anything. <laughs> he's got he's got great I mean, tongue in cheek lines. <laughs> just a bit outside. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> throws like three feet away from the bat. Anything to add, Monty? Uh, nope. <laughs> oh, great! Those years of broadcasting school have really paying off. <laughs> I mean, apparently he's getting paid to be there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we got Major, uh, League's, Major League's a great. What pick. is uh, we got? Charlie Sheen. We got yeah, Wild Thing, Rick Wesley Vaughn, Snipes. Willie Mays Hayes. And Tom Berenger. Tom Berenger. Yep, there it is. Corbin Burnson plays Roger Dorn, third baseman. My personal favorite character in the movie. He's the one who comes back, goes back to the minors in three. He's actually right. with the franchise the longest. He's. <laughs> I... So he thinks he's good. He thinks he's high-priced talent. And when they find out the owner's plan, they're like, uh. Though so we didn't have any high-priced talent. <laughs> 
forgot about Doran because it's just high price. <laughs> but when the manager, Lou Brown, like reveals it, he goes, and uh, if we don't finish in last, uh, Rachel Phelps will replace us all with other personnel. And Roger Doran goes, even me? Even you, yes, Doran. Even <laughs> Uh, he's good too, Lou Brown. He is. Classic old school manager. He gets offered the job. He's like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> Let me call you back. <laughs> uh, there's a deleted scene too, an alternate ending. Like, I don't know if it ruins it or adds to it at all, but um, the, the ending's the same. The Indians win. Okay, great. Spoilers. The Little League play. On the Little League play, which I kind of like. Beats out the bunt. Guy scores yeah. in a second. Really cool. But Lou Brown goes up into Rachel Phelps' office and goes, uh, Ms. Phelps, I know what you did. I can't manage this team under you knowing what you did, so I'm going to tender my resignation. And Rachel Phelps looks up and goes, you mean go out and find the talent no one else could see for, for a low price under a budget? And, and find a manager that's been overlooked by so many teams in the past and put together a winning team and find the right strategy to motivate you guys to a championship. Like, it was like her master plan Ooh, all along. No, hate that. <laughs> it's like a good interaction, but yeah, it kind yeah. of kills it. I'm glad but they also, didn't go with that. But also <laughs> yeah. somewhat like a uh, tip of the hat to something we're probably going to talk about in a little bit. Yeah. Sure. Pioneer, some might say. <laughs> hey. Some might, some might. But yeah, Major League's That's awesome. such a good movie. Like, I would watch it right now. I might I might actually... Ah, shit. I know it's too late now, but I'm going to have to go back and rewatch it this week because you guys are making me enjoy the thought of watching this movie to the point that it's like... Dennis eh, Haysbert? should watch this. Hat for bats. Keep bat warm. Oh, Joe, Joe Boo. Boo. Forgot about Joe Boo. Fuck you, Joe Boo. I do it myself. I do it myself. <laughs> You're saying Jesus Christ can't hit a curveball? <laughs> No touch, Joe. Vaughn, I only got one thing this. I only got one thing to say to you. Strike this motherfucker out. I love that line. That's uh, so good. I love that movie. Yep, very good. Brings us to Corey's number two. I have no idea what it is. Uh, I think that once I say it out loud, you'll probably shake your head and be like, "Yeah, no, that makes sense." Uh, I'm my number. No, I have a guess. Go for it. I want to hear the guess. Sandlot. I nailed guess. it. <laughs> Fucking nailed it. Number two, yeah. Sandlot. Uh, this is my childhood. I top to bottom watching this movie a lot as a kid. What I did in the summertime a lot as a kid went out. You know, once baseball season ended, the baseball fields that I would play on were just open. They were just there, so me and my friends would go and play pickup baseball games. I, I you know, I, I feel the Sandlot in a pretty fundamental way. Um, it's a kids' movie. Acted by kids, and, and child actors are notoriously risky. I mean, we've talked about it amongst ourselves a lot, where child actors, not usually our, th- not usually our thing. Um, in this one, they're not particularly incredible, but they're not particularly incredible in a way that, like, makes, that almost makes the movie feel better to me. Like, the movie feels like it's made for us. If a bunch of kids got together and wrote a baseball movie, the bones of it would be the Sandlot. I want to see a bunch of kids in a room with typewriters just putting together the sandlot. <laughs> That's it. Um, you get the story of a kid who just moves to town, is trying to find his way, trying to f- make friends and stuff like that. And Scotty Smalls. Yeah, and 
how I, I honestly couldn't tell you how he actually gets involved in the kids with the Zanlot. I know he like bumps he into Benny. Sneaks on, he sneaks, he sneaks on, on to, right onto the field. Um, Benny hits the ball. He's like kind of hiding in the bushes, like maybe last minute play. Yeah, and Benny hits the ball deep and kind of clocks him in the face with it. That's right. It yeah. breaks, his, breaks his mitt and he runs home. He goes, my life is over. And then yeah. That's the thing. There's a bunch of, there's a, a lot of weird over drama in this. Like that. You feel for him. You do. You do feel for him. But like, bro, you got, you don't know how to play baseball. You snuck onto a baseball field and you tried to field a fly ball from the best player on that team. What, well, what did you at, think? It's, it's right at him. Like he, he has no choice. Yeah. Like they're yelling at him, look out! Yeah, like it's, exactly. <laughs> it's fielder and he, and he had a he had a cheap piece of shit baseball mitt, but he gets a good mitt and plastic he, from his grandma. Yeah, he gets a decent mitt. He he becomes friends with these people. He endears himself to this group of friends, and actually, he doesn't break his glove on that. Breaks his glove and when his stepfather Dennis. Oh Leary yes, purposefully him. hits him in the face. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. They put they put the. That they, part. Yeah, he he. Well, Dennis he asked Dennis Leary to, to teach him how to play catch. Right. Dennis Leary wants no part of it. <laughs> Classic Dennis Leary. Dennis Leary. <laughs> no part of it. See, here's the thing. I think Dennis Leary tried a bunch of times. It never happened. And he was like, all right, I'm not, I'm not going to try anymore. And then the kid was like, all right, no, no. Now is, now is when I want to do it. And he's like, well, man, also, I'm trying to like dinner. <laughs> like, oh, he's now? Like, he's like, he's like uh, dad, I mean, Bill, uh, remember you told me you teach me how to play catch? He's like, yeah, yeah I'm working here. And then his mom, and then he That's goes, all right, right, later then. And then his mom's like, Bill, you can make a little bit of time. He's like, honey, I'm under the gun here. I don't really want to do this. Yeah. And then they go outside, and then Scotty can't throw the ball back to him. Yeah. He's got to like, chase it in the bushes and stuff. So he's like, this punk kid. And he one throw. Heads him in the head. <laughs> Straight to the face. And, and then he goes, got to watch out for that curve. I'm like, whoa. <laughs> I actually forgot that he was in the middle of work. Like, had it been like five o'clock and he was hanging up for the day, then like they may have had an excuse. Um, but you get a lot of things. You get you get not only the good like some decent baseball out of a bunch of kids, but you get what they're doing outside of baseball. You get them going to the pool and and that whole event, which is a pretty hysterical scene. You get the actual them trying to get the. Yankees signed baseball back from this monster wolfhound that's going to kill them and eat them. Mastiff. Yeah, it's a bull mastiff. But, like, the way they talk about it, it's like, yeah, wolfhound. And then you get the, you play ball like a girl. And, like, the, uh, like, this, like, team of no names, not with any uniforms, being, being the snot out of the kids with, like, that are actually playing travel baseball. Um, so you get a lot of different things in this movie outside of, straight baseball which i really enjoy and then you get to the end of the movie and i think the end of the movie is one of the things that sticks with me more than a lot of other movies the end of a lot of other movies it's like the the talking like the narration of them saying where they all went and them kind of fading into nothingness is really potent and I, I saw a meme fairly recently um, with a picture of the guys from the Sandlot and it the, the writing on it was like, there was a day that you went outside to play with all of your friends without realizing that it's the last time you'd ever see them. And like that sticks with me. Like I, I, I moved I moved away from my home in South Jersey. So there's a lot of people that I hung out with a lot as a kid that I don't get to see very much anymore. So like 
that's a thing. Like there are people that I would couldn't imagine not seeing every couple of days that I haven't talked to in four, five, six years. So like the reality of growing up is is really deep there. But the fact that he still has those memories of that time, that first summer that he was there and learned how to play baseball is just it's a really powerful moving moment for a movie that's otherwise filled with fun loving summer levity. Yeah, it takes place in the sixties. Times certainly have changed. Like so like my dad was a kid in the sixties and like they had baseball leagues, but no one like he didn't play in them. He played with his friends on like the local field, right? Like for me growing up, I didn't have enough friends to get together to play a game of pickup baseball. Like I, I played in little league, right? That, that so that was like my like introduction to baseball. So for that aspect, is great. My I have a couple of knocks on the Sandlot. It's the second half of the movie is all ball retrieval. There's like very little like baseball action for like from like that point forward. And f- once you've seen it like once, like for me, like all right, I don't have to watch the rest of this <laughs> anymore. Get get me back to the baseball. Um. Three really nitpicky things that I heard on another podcast that I'd like to bring up. Please. So, first things first. Scotty hits the Babe Ruth autograph baseball over the fence. Yes. He retrieves the Babe Ruth autograph baseball from his stepfather's study. Yep. Just runs in there, picks it up. That's the ball. We're going to play with this. I think I know where this is going, and I've had the same question for years. Reason being, they have to gather up bottles and cans to get like 68 cents to buy another ball and no one's able to do that um scotty had a catch with his dad earlier in the movie with the real baseball where the hell did that ball go they could use that ball (laughs) why does scotty automatically go nope we're using this prize possession like i understand he doesn't realize who babe ruth is and that's like the joke but still there's another ball out there ball in the lock and key that's the ironic part. <laughs> I, I, right? My, it's ridiculous. My thing has always been they never saw what Babe Ruth's signature looked like. This is pre internet. They couldn't Google Babe Ruth signed ball to see what his signature looks like. And they were just like, Baby Ruthie, yeah, good enough. You'll never notice. Yes, he would. There's well, no, no it's, way. That, they, they addressed that. They said they only, we have to buy ourselves time so his mom doesn't notice before his old man gets back. So that that is addressed, and that that that's fairly accurate. They spell it correctly. He's just I never going to look at that ball again. Turns out. <laughs> but like, isn't there like days that go by between the ball getting knocked over the fence and well, then his, getting it? His his dad's like oh, his dad's away, away on days, dad's away on yeah, business, and exactly. mom's not going to notice. Yeah, that's mom's right. not going to inspect the ball. Yeah, 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 Two yeah, more yeah. things. Okay. Really important, critical things. Old man Myrtle, meanest man in town. Owns the dog next door, Hercules. Hercules. Right? He's blind. That yard's got to reek of dog shit, it's gotta right? It's got to be a minefield. The Sandlot's got to be miserable to play. <laughs> a terrible aroma coming over that fence. But that Plus, might be why they, they show, play there. Maybe he has a caretaker. Maybe he has somebody come pick up the dog shit. But he's so mean. and <laughs> Or they think he's so mean. I don't know. You don't see any dog crap like on the yard. Like itself, that always bothered me. And lastly, the biggest thing, the most famous radio broadcaster of all time, Vin Scully, that like did like every Dodger game from like 1950 to like the 2015. I want to say it's not exact. Don't look it up, but whatever. He did the games by himself on radio. Scotty Smalls all of a sudden is the radio announcer for the Dodgers. You couldn't pick a different team. That's ridiculous. 
makes no sense. And I didn't notice that as a kid, but watching it as like an adult, I'm like, wait a second. That's Vin Scully's job. Why does he, he took his job? <laughs> why, why does he have it? Uh, why does he have it? That's ridiculous. Be the Giants. Be somebody else. Be the Padres. I think that that almost any other God, team. Think about how much cooler of a story that is, though. Like he's actually the voice, like the color commentator or like the radio commentator for the opposing team, and still gets that amped if Benny the Jet Rodriguez steals home, and like everyone's like. Why are you so excited? We just lost, and they That's don't. My they don't. Friend. Like that'd they be such cra- a cool. They go crazy in the booth, so it's not the case. But I know like, you're, you're, I you're right. Know. You're right. I, I mean, you're gonna disrespect Vince Scully like this. Give me a break. I mean, I I let I let the the Hercules thing go. I mean, that's a good point. I hadn't thought about it, but I'll let the Her- shit. I'll let the Hercules thing go because that's what makes the Sandlot their home turf. They can play the Sandlot whenever they want. Like. At no point do they show up to the Sandlot and another team's fucking playing there. Like, they're always the ones playing there, and it might just they're be... they're the only eight kids in town. Well, as far as we know, there's a there's a carnival full of kids. They're All not the, the other kids were wiped kids out. <laughs> like, no, they say, they, they flat out say, they say, we needed a... He's our, he makes nine, so now we have a full team. And they're like, uh, we'd rather rotate eight, Benny. This kid's an L7 weenie. He's a square. Yeah. I mean, you're not wrong, but I, I, I don't know. I, I just assumed that... They only had their eight friends. There's other kids in the town, but all right, fair enough. Your point, fair enough. That's it. Yep. This and Field we of Dreams to... were my uh, two movies I knew were going to make somebody's list, and not mine. I feel like it's gotcha. just a nostalgia movie. Like I feel like you're kinder to it than it actually is. Probably. I, I think that's a fair point. I, I went well, back and I'm rewatched not, yeah. it. I still I mean, I'm not going to fault you for having it on your list, yeah. But yeah. Just, for me, I, it didn't do it. Yeah, I went back and rewatched it's... it. I still love the hell out of it. But again, like, I'm watching I'm watching this movie and I'm loving the hell out of it. But half of the moments in this movie, I'm like, oh, I remember when I would sit down and watch this in the living room I grew up in with my brother and my sister, like on a hot summer day, like when the Phillies weren't playing. Like that's half of this movie is me remembering moments like that. And that's, uh, that's just the what The day it the is. Phillies weren't playing. <laughs> <laughs> If it was the summertime and the Phillies were playing, that's what was on TV. I just, it just is what it is. Terrible sequels to the Sandlot, by the way. I there are sequels n- to this movie? Never bothered. There's I never knew. Two. There's two wow. sequels. Re- refused. Really bad. At- really, really, really bad. Okay. Absolutely refused. I, I think I saw that they, there were sequels and I was like, no. There's no way that they, they could possibly be as good or better. Not happening. Not watching. Sandlot them. 3 has a time traveling Luke Perry. What? <laughs> Why? And uh, it's an adult. Um, an adult squints is also in the movie. Same actor. So that's weird. Yeah, very weird. Very strange. So, do we all want to say our number one at the same time? Wait, did we go through everybody's number two and everything? We did. All right. Yeah. I can oh, wait, do Matt, what's your, what's oh, I'm sorry. Two? Yeah, uh, we gotta do your number two. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. Almost. It was a table from earlier. It's the natural. Yeah. Uh, of course. That's good. The natural, the natural is a phenomenal, phenomenal movie. There is only one minor criticism I have of it. We'll talk about that a little bit later, but it's the story of Roy Hobbs, who was a baseball prodigy that made a mistake during his youth and went away from the game, and he's getting back to it as a middle-aged man, and he becomes a middle-aged rookie for a team that's struggling, and he just is the true definition of a baseball hero. He, if this 
if they made a comic book movie for baseball movies, Roy Hobbs is your Superman. He does it all. He well, is played anymore. by played by Robert Redford. Um, Pops is his manager, as played Wilford by Wilford Brimley. Brimley. And I think Robert Redford is older than Wilford Brimley, which is kind of funny. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, he plays for the New York Knights franchise, fictional franchise, National League team. Um, the backstory going on is Pops is not only as a manager, much like Billy Haywood in Little Big League, he acted as part owner of the team, and he had to sell half of the franchise to the judge. And you meet the judge as our antagonist. He's this evil character all cloaked in darkness. And if Pops fails to win the pennant, then the judge gets full control of the team. So Roy Hobbs is on the nights trying to prevent that from happening, and the judge is trying to pay him off. And, uh, yeah, there's so many great baseball moments in this, like heroic things. He busts the guts out of a ball in the rain. That's, like, his first hit, like, as a player. Um, and it's the best ending to a sports movie, bar none. You cannot convince me otherwise. <laughs> it is so heroic. It's so beautiful. Seeing that as a kid, you just, like, envision yourself doing the same thing. The music for it's tremendous. I love the crowd reaction when it happens. I'm just going to say it. The movie's over 30 years old. It's close to 40 years old. It's the scene where he hits the ball into the lights as for oh, a home yeah, run <laughs> to win the game, and the lights all explode, and he's rounding the bases as the sparks are flying down, and everybody's going crazy, and it's just like, oh, it's so great. Love this movie so much. I love the time period it takes place in. I believe it's baseball in the 40s, I want to say. Okay. 40s or 50s. Yeah. Um, I don't remember. Yeah. Minor criticism, I would have picked different actors for young Roy Hobbs, young Glenn Close, because they look like really, really old 18-year-olds. I thought it was just Robert Redford playing himself as young Roy Hobbs. Yeah, it's not like that. Yeah, he is. Right. They, should, they should have picked different actors. Yeah. It, it, they didn't have de-aging technology well, no. back then. So, like, And Glenn Close is like supposed to be 18 when, or 16 or something when they like shack up. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, yeah, they 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 try to like play with the lighting and have it a little bit darker, but uh, yeah, this uh, that's my one criticism to this otherwise pretty perfect sports movie. The natural's great. Uh, like most sports movies, the romance is the most boring part of the movie. It this this movie is confusing to me, and it takes away okay. from the rewatchability, which makes it at four. Other than otherwise, it would have had a shot at two, definitely three on my list. Like, I, the first time I saw it, I was convinced that there was something supernatural going on. There was not. But it certainly gives you an it's, inkling that there might be. It's geared that way, yeah. right? Yeah. And also, I'd, like, for rewatchability, I'd rather watch Homer at the Bat, the Simpsons episode that's kind of based on the natural. <laughs> Homer movie. at the Bat. Homer at the Bat is phenomenal. It's a phenomenal it's a episode, episode of that show. It's, a, oh it's a top five Simpsons episode of yes. all time. Oh, that's right, too. Roy Hobbs' father passes away early in the movie, and lightning strikes a tree in his front yard, and he makes the bat. The Wonder Boy. He puts a, Wonder Boy puts the lightning bolt on it, and that's what he uses throughout the movie. And it's so, like, when he breaks Wonder Boy, it's like, oh, no, like, the bat is a character in the movie. Yeah. yeah. The bat <laughs> and is he breaks Wilson. it. Yeah, and he's like, ah, oh, go pick me out a winner, Bobby. Like, that's, that's all it's, <laughs> he's, he's like, at the end of his rope. He's like, what are you, you going to do here? And then, like, he, Bobby picks out the bat that he made. 
And it would have been really funny if that bat broke too, or he strikes out and just like chucks. I just it realized that's basketball. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. exactly. Yeah, that's exactly yeah, yeah, that. Basketball. They took that exactly yep. from the natural. <laughs> yeah. yeah, pretty much mm-hmm. spot on. Uh, so good. Um, yeah, and also the fact too that like Roy is like sick, like he has some stomach lining issue. Shrapnel from the bullet. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And like they build it up like, wow, if he like, like he's, he's gonna bleeding. die. He's bleeding through his shirt. He's gonna die. If he, yeah. Like, and like, then he like, launches a home run into the lights. <laughs> it's it's confusing Crushes totally. It. It's weird. I, you know what? But he like rises up to the. Oh, he occasion. does. And that was like he, his romance, one season, right? Yeah, that's yeah. it. That's all he has. He's he's leaving it all on the field. And like, it's weird too because like the, his whole thing is he wants the fame and he wants notoriety flat out says it he wanted he wants to be known as the best to ever play the game like he tells glenn close he goes when i walk down the street i want people to say there goes roy hobbs the best there ever was and then when he like realizes that like he has a son and like he can't play anymore he kind of like channels that and he's like all right now i'm gonna like play for like a different reason and he gets his last that bad and he you know he plays the hero it's really good. And it, this is based off a short story. And the, short, the ending of the short story, vastly different. That makes sense. Terribly, terribly different, too. It's like, oh, like, if you ever read it, um, he takes the judge's money and strikes out on purpose. Oh, and then a kid, I hate then a kid this. Comes up, then a kid comes up to him at the end and goes, say it ain't so, Roy, say it ain't so. <laughs> and Roy Hobbs ends the, ends the movie walking away crying. That's, or ends the story walking that's away That's gross. Crying. That's I don't awful. like that. Awful. No. Awful. Don't care for awful. it. That, nope. that movie's not making my list. <laughs> yes, Facts. but this, great, great change. Great change. Mm-hmm. You have that, that one scene. That one scene makes it for me, man. Totally fair. I get it. So good. The Natural, number two. So and now do we want to do number did, one? Did all we all put the same number one again? Did we do it uh, two weeks in a row, I hope? I, th- I think we may have. Yeah. I'm, I imagine we did. All right. Count us in. Are we going, are we going on one or, or after one? Three, two, one, then we say the okay, movie. Okay, got it. Okay? Okay. Ready? Three, two, one. Moneyball. Money yeah. Good. Close enough. <laughs> Joe, I know this is one of your favorite movies of all time. It, so it certainly is. Uh, up until a f- couple years ago, this was my favorite movie. I've seen this movie every time it was on Stars when I was living at my parents' house. So I've seen it like 30 times. I still... One of the Apollo creeds I live by is always take the chance to watch Moneyball. Apollo creeds. <laughs> that was a double pun I wasn't expecting. Good. <laughs> oh my god. Well, well done. Yeah, thank you. Thank I, you. It's a so phenomenal good. movie. Yes, very well acted. This is, it's based off a book. The book's very analytical. Uh, I'm glad they. I kind of want to read the book. The, they touch on the analytics in the movie, but they don't go to do the deep dive that the book goes. It's a, that's a smart choice. Yeah. They give you just enough analytics to let you know that the process that they're putting into place with the Oakland A's is analytics, right? They're introducing analytics to baseball. Really, at the end of the day, that's what this movie is. Well, they're introducing sabermetrics. Sabermetrics, sure. It's a different form of analytics. Yes. And baseball is very much a numbers game. Analytics based on salary you... cap and or, or, available funds, I guess. They're finding a different value to evaluate players mm-hmm. that the rest of the league doesn't place a high price value on because they have less money than everybody else. So they can grab those players and 
build a championship team. Like an island of misfit toys. The minute, exactly. the minute Jonah Hill, like the fir- like Jonah Hill's first day with the A's, when he like has the thing printed out and he's like, I think we can field a team with this number that'll win this many games. I like, and he was like breaking it down bit by bit. I was like, holy shit, this is cool. Like, I, I don't play fantasy baseball. I play a lot of fantasy sports. I don't play fantasy baseball. I can't keep track of it. They have a draft this Sunday. You got to money ball it. I, there's just too much. There's yeah. just legitimately too many things for me to, like, keep straight in my brain to know who should and shouldn't be drafted. Like, and there are people that just do know this stuff or have followed this stuff long enough to, like, know those trends and to be like, oh, in the 15th round of this draft, I can pick this guy who very well may be a first overall draft pick in the next three years, and you're fucked if I get that guy. Like, I, I can't, I, I, I don't have the time or the brain to do it. But watching this movie and seeing how they, like, did it in reality is so cool. It's so fascinating. I want a video game that's this game, like, that's like this movie. Yeah. Baseball some... mogul. Is it? PC. Okay, cool. I'll look into that. You'll love it. Baseball and football, stuff like that. I would love to be a general manager and evaluate players and stuff, but that's kind Baseball of besides... Baseball mogul. I will you get to look run into that. From the farms teams Fantastic. all the way up. Yep. But yeah, back to the movie. So yeah. this is Brad Pitt doing some of the finest acting I've seen from him, and Jonah Hill, absolutely his best performance. Yeah. I agree. It's a ver- it's captivating. I don't know. It makes Except the... it is really good. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Ask him about his weenie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, this is this is crazy high up there on Brad Pitt's list, and I think you're right. I think Jonah Hill's probably like. I mean, I off the top of my head, I can't tell you another serious movie that Jonah Hill's done. I mean, like Wolf of Wall Street. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but he 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 plays in that wheelhouse of being ridiculous and crazy. He's a character actor. Yeah. yeah, he's over the so top like of that's that, but... and that and that's what he's need. That's what he needs to be in Wolf of Wall Street. Sure, he's that movie's great insane. in it. But like, yeah, he like that movie's insane. So, he's but he's insane. so grounded and a real person in this. Like, I believe yes. him a hundred percent authentically in that character. The the I got the these player f- evaluations. How many did you do? I actually do seven, forty six. Yeah. All right, I and lied. Fifty two. Fifty two. I don't, I don't know, know why. why I lied. I, the the fear, the fear during like the trade deadline. I think it was the trade deadline. Anyways, I love when, that like, scene. When like he's like. He like puts him on hold. He like puts him on hold. He's like, yeah. "Will the system work? Yes or no? Yes. All right, cool. Then we're doing this." And he's like, "Holy shit! What did I like?" There's so much body language acting that happens in that scene that is like it solidifies how good Jonah Hill is. Period. Like to not have any lines and just to like let your body like the fear in your body do the acting for you is awesome. Very little baseball action in this movie, but you don't need it. It's a very unique oh. sports movie in that case. I think my favorite scenes are the older scouts and introducing the new system to the older scouts because they're just that's kind of the archaic way of how people ran baseball teams. Got an ugly and, girlfriend. Like, no got an ugly girlfriend. No confidence. Just thinking about that. He's a he's a good hitter. Just got to get playing time. And then Billy Bean going, well, if he's a good hitter, how come he doesn't hit good? Like It's like simple questions like that. And then you feel bad for Pete Brand, that's Jonah Hill's character, because he's in the room, and 
you ever been that guy at a new company that's like new and you're with all the old timers and then like you have the solution you're like ostracized it's like yeah. terrible it's a they terrible hate, feeling they hate him immediately yeah the minute that like uh billy bean like snaps his fingers and points at him he's like oh i'm, I'm sorry do you want me to talk he's like if i point at you you talk and that scene is the one where like sabermetric clicks with me for or i, I should say sabermetric clicks for me when he's like we have giambi and this guy who combined for a 340 on base percentage. So we need to find three guys that combine for the 340 on base percentage. We recreate them in the aggregate. Yeah, yes. we recreate them in the aggregate. I was like, honestly, that's brilliant. If there was another as, first baseman as good as Giambi, could we afford him? No. no. What the fuck, fuck are we, you talking about? Yeah. What are we talking about here? Uh, I, that's such, such a great way to build the team. I, again... I'm not good at this stuff, so I don't know. But I have to imagine that it has a limit, right? Like, they use three players to replace one. At what point can you no longer do that? Because if you need three players... you hit the max roster. Well, exactly, right? Like, I mean, you can only do that two times and hope that your team doesn't have more than two of those type of players. Because... A couple of things... The A's were a talented baseball team. They didn't make the playoffs the year before. They did lose their best players in free agency that year. Um, one thing that doesn't bother me, so to speak, because it is a movie, but they had a tremendous pitching staff. And that's kind of what they rode to like make the playoffs again. Oh, sure. Um, they, 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 never, they don't really touch on their pitching at all. It's, it's, it's kind of a shame. Well, the pitchers are probably No, because the pitchers are actually money, good. So, yeah. yeah. But the pitchers well, are actually good. So if you have like this incredible pitching staff, everybody's gonna be like, it doesn't matter what you field if you only let the other team score one run a game. Correct. You can make but, that work. but if you're doing a movie based on the 2001 Oakland A's and you don't mention Zeter, Mulder, Mulder, and Hudson once, it's kind of messed up. I don't think you're wrong. I'm <laughs> totally simply saying, I'm simply saying the drama isn't necessarily there when you do. No. Yeah. Exactly. Um, for the metrics aspect of it, they're they're taking fielding out of the equation altogether like washington has the best line like billy that's all well and good but none of these three guys play first base so we're gonna have to teach one of them <laughs> which one first base <laughs> it's not that hard to tell them wash it's, it's incredibly, incredibly hard. hard what about the best lines maybe i can teach one of them teach one of them so good that they it, moneyball takes fielding out of the equation totally it kind of changes baseball so to speak like um i play fantasy baseball and like steals are like a thing of the past like preparing for my draft this sunday it is really tough to find players to steal bases when like growing yeah. up there are 40 50 base stealers like every single year like a dozen of them and like it's, it's not the case no anymore. more stealing that's what you pay me to do. no i pay you to get on first get on, like a thrown out going in a second exactly um also, I'm like, sorry, I can quote this movie all day. <laughs> by all means, one of the uh, this this came up in conversation. We were talking about movies where our main character fails. I always say Moneyball. Yeah, because his goal was to win a championship, and he loses in five. He in fails because he did the same thing as last year. Exactly, he does change the game though. So he, and this he, is why it's like a half fail. Moneyball, like as a whole, yeah. Failed because he. Money balls a whole succeeded. I would say it's like I a short term failure. He fails no, no. and and his his system hear, succeeds. Hear though. me, hear me out. Hear okay, me out. Okay, yeah, yeah. 
they're using Moneyball, right? The term Moneyball to find value in these players that nobody else sees. He fails to win a championship, but comes close, right? They make the playoffs. By failing, he never gets his championship, and the rest of the league Knows catches about on. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Therefore, he cannot get those players again, and he hasn't been nearly as successful since. The fact that he turns down the Red Sox, the Red Sox job, is like yep. a kick in the not. It's a kick. It's such a kick in the shins because you like they actually, and that's one of like the black screen white text that you get at the end of the movie is like yeah, two years later, they won two years later. They See, won using, using his, you system. guessed it, yep. his system. I'm like, son of a bitch. That sucks. That but the Yankees, the Yankees sucks. do this now too. And that's the team that they're compared to like all the time. But like, no Cashman's going like, we got teams like the Rays getting to the world series, like not spending any money. It's funny. Like the Dodgers these days, totally opposite direction. Like you guys aren't going to spend money. We're going to spend all of it. Like <laughs> that's, it's like how it, how it goes. So to speak, it's working um, out for them. It, yeah. They won last year. They probably, they're favored to win it again this year, but well, we shall see. But um, yeah, I, I've liked, it's a very unique style of baseball movie. It definitely, is. definitely clear cut. Number one for me. Yeah. Like I wanted draft day to be the money ball. Same. So that's what I wanted. Yes. And it's not. No. What's, <laughs> It's. I'm gonna make these shitty trades. It's a little. It's, it's a little bit Moneyball, and then it all falls apart at the end. Like, I mean, having belief in the absurd. players you want to select, all well and good, but you're, you're trading three first round picks to, for a guy you could have got at 14. Like, come on. Yep. <laughs> That's what are we insane. Doing here? Yeah. But what he are gets we doing his here? Picks back in a totally likely trade scenario. But this, we're we're not talking about draft day. No. Pancake gating motherfucker. <laughs> I I also love that you get to follow the season from start to finish in Moneyball. Like you, you go into it. Oh yeah. Early in the season or preseason, then building the team after Giambi is left, all that good stuff, and you're actually following the process. And the fact that they're highlighting how bad they are when the team that Sabermetrics has built isn't being utilized, and then that switch finally happens. Like he doesn't have a choice. He's like, all right, all right here we go. Let's do this now. You're burying me. And then it starts to work. And it's like, shit, how much better could this team have been? And again, that's probably more drama than anything else. I don't know. I don't know the history of this season necessarily. But like, think about like how much, how many more wins they would have had if they had actually followed the sabermetrics the entirety of the time. Like it takes them sure. so long well, I mean, I don't know. what's his name at the first? The thing is, they turn around after Billy Bean gets involved, and they start really making sure the players understand the system and what they're going for. Yeah, well, exactly, right? Like he, um, Chris Pratt's character, I can never remember. Scott Hatterberg, yeah, picking machine, picking machine is like he's benched. He's benched for a huge portion of the season, but he's specifically signed to the A's because he gets on base. He's playing a position he doesn't know. He's not good at. So he's don't put him in the field because that's a scary idea. Put a dude at first who's never played it before. No, that's a bad call. But once you start doing it, you start winning games. Like it's a cool idea. The counterfactual of it all of like, man, what if you had just listened out the gate and put him in the whole season? How many more games would you have won? From a movie standpoint, that might be accurate. It's not it's not really accurate from a real life standpoint. Yeah. That's what there's I mean. A, I, I don't know. A, there's a lot of uh 
they take a lot of liberties. Yeah, there's a lot of dramatization <laughs> oh, sure. of this. Yeah. They, they, of course. I mean, that's that's how these movies go. That's how Absolutely. these things go. It's not a movie without that. It's kind of dry. Exactly. But yeah. You needed, although the the climax, that last game with the uh, blowing the eleven nothing lead, then coming back, yep. that that happens, that happened like, actually. Yeah, that's, flat out. That's yeah. one of the two. I, no matter how many times I watch this movie, that's one of the two moments that always gets me emotionally. I'm always, I'm always tears. Great I, filmmaking too, when they actually show the actual home run on a monitor. As, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, as that Chris was Pratt awesome. the home run. Very good. That's like, um, not to switch to a different sports movie, but I'm going to. That's like in Miracle when they switch to the actual commentary at the end of the Miracle on Ice game. When they go from Al Michaels. To Al Michaels? <laughs> yeah, they go from Al Michaels to Al Michaels. Uh, that's such a great moment in, in that movie, too. But again, that's not Moneyball. Um, I, I feel for that guy. I feel... As a guy who's super, that's a weird, I'm about to say something really weird, super superstitious when it comes to, like, my sports teams. Like, I feel for that guy that's, like, he finally was, like, it's 11 runs. I can break the superstition tonight because we're not going to give up 11 run lead, right? And then he does. He's, like, son of a. He goes out. They give up, like, three runs. He just, like, well, fuck, and then turns around. Damn it. Right, like it, that's the yep. worst feeling. I, it, you know, it, when I um, when the Eagles won the Super Bowl that year, I had never watched a kickoff of a game that the Eagles won. I, every every time I missed kickoff, the Eagles won the game. The couple games I I actually got to watch the kickoff, they lost. So on the Super Bowl, I had a Super Bowl party at my house and missed the first seven minutes of the first quarter. Standing out on my front porch because I couldn't be inside. Well, Corey, the you're the reason they won. Take that long. <laughs> no, I know, but I can't. Seven went, seconds. No, but I walked. I walked back in. Like I, I didn't know. I didn't know what was happening, so I had to like wait extra time for the kickoff to make sure the kickoff happened. That national anthem runs long sometimes. And then I walked back in, and my friend was like, "Yo, the Eagles are doing really well right now." And I just turned around and walked out. I was like, "Guess it's the first drive tonight," and I just didn't watch the first drive of the game. For like two drives of the game. Yo, the Eagles are being re- doing really well. Well, bye. <laughs> I guess I'll see you later eventually. Uh, it was cra- I'm crazy superstitious like that. And so, like, I, I, that, that hurt. That hurt my soul to watch them give up that 11-run lead. But it's okay. They, they pull it out. They pull it they out. in a row. They do. All right. That'll wrap up our top five baseball movies. Uh any other bubble movies we failed to talk about? The only bubble movie uh, we did not talk about, did not mention, is for me, was more of a bubble movie because it, it's kind of insane and I really enjoy it. Uh, it's The Fan with De Niro. And wow. I heard that movie's bad. I haven't oh, seen it. Oh, it's fucking terrible. Oh, my God. It's a okay. bad movie. <laughs> it's a bad, bad movie. But it's one of those bad movies that I'm like, it's just insane and enjoyable because of the insanity involved. It's like a murder mystery and a suspense wrapped into baseball, and I'm like, I'll fuck with this. Like, it's it has no business being on my list, but it made a bubble just because I'm like, when I think baseball, I think of, I think of a suspense horror movie, a suspense thriller, <laughs> and uh, Joe, the fans it. True. Joe, any for you? Uh, the only one we didn't talk about really was Rookie of the Year. Okay. That was another, another another nostalgia pick. I don't like that one. Really. I'm not a rookie of the year guy. Uh, That's like, like the worst baseball action for the movies of those eras, I feel. I don't well, know. It's definitely not accurate or helpful. Chet Stedman. Chet, the Rocket. 
I don't know what's going to happen if I heat it up again. You know, like, when he throws his arm out at the end? Yep. Can you imagine if the Met player, like, took the pitch? I'm like... <laughs> See, the problem I have with that is, why doesn't, he, why doesn't he just, like, throw underhand to the catcher? He should. Why's he got to... <laughs> why's he got to run him down? He should. <laughs> I just would have found it really funny if the batter took the pitch. Yeah. All right. All right, we need a reliever. Like... <laughs> Rolling card, yeah. go warm up. All right, that's strike two. <laughs> Jeez, mom, it was you. Uh, Float it. <laughs> yeah, that'll work. Um, <laughs> <laughs> for me, the the original Bad News Bears, the '76 one. I wanted Walter to watch that for this, but I had to pay money for it. I was like, nah. Oh really? Yeah. That's sad. It wasn't that's a really funny movie. It's like the original, like. Uh, raunchy not really raunchy they're foul mouth little kids though i, I will say okay. that walter matthau is an alcoholic yep lily coach i've seen the Works. remake part of it so i'm sure oh, this one's so better yeah thousand times better i believe it thousand times better but yeah all right so uh let's get into the madness part of our show we've revealed our personal top five list so now we're going to use the electronic wheel to determine which five will make our definitive list after the five are selected, we will battle it out, argue, and try to use some form of logic to order it one through five. Before the show started, we each protected one movie. We have that written down at a piece of paper at our disposal. Um, those movies, if they are selected, will get on the list. We can protect them. Each one of us has a veto we can veto any choice we want unless uh, it happens to be a protected movie. Sounds complicated, but when it plays out, you'll understand it. And if you listen to us for, what number episode is this? I don't even know. I don't know. You get the gist of it yeah. pretty soon. Very convoluted, but it's a lot of fun. Yeah, no, it's, it clears up easily. <laughs> it, it sure does. So That's why it's madness, guys. Without further ado, the first spin is in. Come on, just number one, let's knock it out. Perfect. Story one, money balls on the list. <laughs> Sweet. I think we could lock that into place, too, right? Like, we don't even have to. Well, I don't know. Yeah, of course we yeah. can. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's locked. That's the biggest travesty if it's not our number one. <laughs> the next spin. Corey, four? Feel the, the dreams. dreams. Fucks with it. I could veto it, but why? Okay. <laughs> Next up. Matt won. Spin it again. Yep. Spin it again. Money, money ball, ball again. But money Let's ball just put money all times. again. Yeah. Joe four, 4. The natural. Cool. I had a feeling you'd like that. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Two more to go. Well, yeah. Matt four. Major League. One, two, three, four. Uh, I'm spinning if you're not going to answer. Spin it, spin it, okay. spin it. <laughs> Match five. For love of the game. Veto. Okay. Fair. Fine with it. Can't see what it is. Got to speak up. Joe, Joe five. five. Joe five. Little big league. I'm not vetoing it. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, I'm keeping it. <laughs> I love little big league. Well, that's fair. I'm actually okay with not. I was, I was debating of vetoing my own movie, but I'm I got okay my with it. I got my I got my top four on there. <laughs> I I don't like this list at all. 
I'm already upset. I like this list. I think this list is solid. Yeah, little, it's great. Little Big League number five, 100%. Absolutely. What a list. Ugh, Could not nice. have turned out any better. All right, so yeah, we, got the, we got the bookends. We got one and five locked in. All right, so we're debating between... Major League, The Natural, and Field, Field of Dreams. Dreams. So Field of Dreams. All of them made two lists. Yeah, Field of Dreams is a 3-4. The natural was a four-two, and major, and major league, league is a four-two or two-four. Is a four-two also. Yeah. Ooh. So I mean, by logic, field of dreams should be four. I would agree that's with that. Awful. That's a, that's a goddamn travesty. It's like one spot lower than you had it. Exactly. <laughs> no, it's four for Corey. Oh. No, it's literally, it's literally four. It's the exact spot I had it. I didn't remember uh, which one of you had it at three. Travesty. All right. <laughs> Comedy. That two number fours have to beat up my one four is a nightmare. It's my nightmare. Your one four. Wait, what? Oh, 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 I see. What I had my 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 only four. Oh, is going to be lower than each of your fours, respectively. Put I have high, no. I I have put no. Put a higher on your list. Put it higher than a Sandlot. Like, no, absolutely not. <laughs> Sandlot. Sandlot is better for me. Okay. All right. Then that's it. This is no, why it's made. Like, you pay, we got a little bit. You're, li- you're lying. No. It. That's it. Half the fucking problem is that if Sandlot had been picked, you'd still probably would have tried to somehow talk Sandlot into four. Because two, two, fours would have somehow been better than one, two. Well, because there's more commonality across our list. But see, you, have you, a, my point? Yeah, you have a better argument if it's higher. All right. Go ahead. Keep going. I have no bearing on this conversation. You guys are the right, ones. We got the Major League and the Natural. It's a flat out tie, Joe. I know. Corey. <laughs> How do you, what are your I'm, thoughts I'm on Major League V the Natural? I'm I want you guys to convince me now. I'm I'm in a I'm in the position oh, well, to make the I'm too the, apathetic to care about the this. The beautiful like, thing about this, they're two of my favorite Joe. movies. Yeah, so. like, <laughs> like we win either way. So what it's, it's comedy versus like comedy uh, versus not comedy versus right, well, superhero, that, really. Comedy's gonna so go higher. Comedy's higher, so Major League would be higher for me. Major League over the natural, I'm fine with that. Yeah, I'm also fine with that. Oh, either right. way I'm fine with it. This is a great list. Ah, it's a Outstanding. Fucking, without Sandlot, it's it's a it's a null list. This list is null. Oh, Sandlot's. Uh, Joe, you it. went four for five, also. I did. Yeah, I'm the only one that really didn't get that. <laughs> I got two. two. All right. Sorry, Corey. Yeah, uh, it's the wheel. This yeah, is, no. So these things happen. That's why it's this madness. Is, this, is, this is madness. Yeah. That's how it works. Anywho, so. If you followed that, <laughs> we should go down the list. <laughs> exactly. So the definitive list, the top five baseball movies of all time, according to us. Number five, Little Big League. Okay with it. <laughs> okay with it, but it's still funny. <laughs> Number four, Field of Dreams. Number three, The Natural. Number two, Major League. Number one, Moneyball. All right. What are your protects? Mine was Major League. Mine was The Natural. Sandlot. I had a I feeling. Figured, yeah. yeah. <laughs> only movie that I had high on my list that I was like, I think I'm the only one that likes this movie as much as I like this movie. So. But that was the only veto I had. Like, movie Sandlot? I would veto was Sandlot. Yeah. I was going to veto Angels in the Outfield if it came up. I would have I vetoed it myself. 
<laughs> oh, right. I forgot good. that was on your list. Yeah. yeah. No, yeah. that was that doesn't well, belong. Bull Durham, depending on where we were in the process. That's that's like if Moneyball hadn't come up yet and Bull Durham yeah. got pulled, I would have thought mm -hmm. about vetoing it myself <laughs> in that scenario. I mean, it's super convenient that Moneyball got spun first. Yeah, Just get really it out of the way. Took all nice. the anxiety out. That was our only three commonality? Yeah. yeah. Everything else was two or less. Very good. Good list. Solid I think it's my list. favorite list. Ben Affleck's probably still my favorite list. That was a good list, too. That was a great list. So, next week, Joe's the host. I am. We have Scarlett Johansson movies. Black Widow's coming out. Scarlett yeah. Johansson. Right on. Tracks for me. Um, Joe, you can plug the show's social media, because I just don't know it. But... Absolutely. <laughs> but I'll, I'll, I'll plug my own. If you guys want to talk movies with me, you can find me on Twitter, mr underscore j-a-n-n-y mr underscore janny on twitter love to talk and, movies sports whatever you want to talk about and i up. am at i am city folk soul i will talk movies anything nerd and teaching i do do a lot of teaching stuff on my twitter recently and i'm at juice clerk that's j-u-i-c-e-c-l-e-r-k best one <laughs> thank you far thank and you. away far and, and away <laughs> And uh, as far as the show goes, uh, our email is 5moviemadness at gmail.com. And on Twitter, we're at 5moviemadness. And those both use the number 5 and not the word 5. Yep. But it'll, if you search for us in iTunes using with, with either the word or, five, it'll still come up. Which is very convenient. <laughs> but confusing if you want to email us or tweet at us. So forget we said that. <laughs> yeah. But again, well, if you found the show... Then you, you know how to search for us tonight. First of all, thank you. And now yes. you know how to search for us. <laughs> all right. So anything else to add, guys, before we cut this off? Oh, I think that's it for me. No, not really. I would just quote Moneyball more, so we should leave. <laughs> you want to get one more in there? No, I'm good. You're good? I'm you good. sure? I'm all good. Right. All right. I don't, I don't want to go 15 rounds with you, Joe. The lineup card is mine. <laughs> you can start whoever you want at first. <laughs> just can't start paying you. He plays for Detroit now. Jeremy's gone too. All right. <laughs> it's going to the uh, behalf of uh, Five Movie Madness, uh, good night, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>